You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best-selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode. You are going to be excited about this guest today. The media has been calling her the trauma whisperer. She's very modest and says that's what they call her, not what she calls herself. But she has an amazing story to tell and how she has uh, overcome it and now is helping other women deal with trauma in their lives, which is you know such an amazing thing to do to be carrying it forward when we learn lessons and heal things in our lives. She is a licensed therapist, a clinical hypnotherapist and a coach. Please welcome to the show, Janine Worth. Welcome, Janine. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It is so great to have you here all the way from Germany. And yes, and for those listening who recognize the accent, Janine was born and raised in South Africa, but is now living in Germany. That's correct. So getting into the type of work that you've got into, a lot of people who do that do it because of a personal experience that they've overcome. And I understand that with you, you know, one of your passions is really helping people to deal with that unresolved trauma and the emotional baggage that's holding them back and to really overcome that and be able to carry on with life. Are you able to tell us a little bit about your story and about how you've done that? Sure. So I was raised, and I use that term very loosely, by a mother who had experienced trauma and hadn't, unfortunately, did not receive help for that. And my childhood was not something that I would wish on other people. So I had, in my childhood, had to basically fend a lot for myself. And I had created this belief that I can only rely on myself, really. And then on the same day that I got my driver's license when I was 18 years old, that night when I went out to go and celebrate the fact this, because now it's this, you know, this feeling of freedom and going into adulthood and getting to the point where I can basically start making the decisions in my life. That night, it was a Monday night, I was hijacked, kidnapped, and I survived an attempted rape at gunpoint. And that experience, you know, taught me so much about myself because everyone talks about the fight, flight or freeze moment. And you don't really know which one you will respond to until something like that happens to you. Well, apparently, as everyone that was there found out, my default setting is fight because the one assailant, there were two of them, one held a gun to my head and said, take your clothes off. And in that moment, it's as if something inside me just snapped. It's like, I have had enough. (laughs) You want to tell me I've gone through all of that? you know, their childhood to get to this moment to be shot out in shrubbery somewhere. And I just looked at him and I said, you will have to kill me first. And in that moment, I meant it because obviously I had no children. I wasn't married. I could only rely on myself. And I could see in his face, he was so bewildered because that is not how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to beg, plead, do what he says, let him have his way with me. And I just couldn't. In that moment, 
moment, I knew I had to stand up for myself. And he, he then looked down because he had dragged me up a dune and he looked down at his friend and he, he was like, uh, now what <laughs> kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And luckily I, um, there was a shootout with police and I, I got my car back. It was damaged and whatever. And about a week later, I was sitting in my car on a parking lot waiting for something. And a friend of mine, this was before Facebook or Twitter or, you know, social media and that not everyone had known what had happened to me. A friend who didn't know creeped up on my car and slapped his hand down on my driver window. And in that moment, it felt like my heart was about to jump out of my chest. I, you know, got heart palpitations. I was hyperventilating. I had this fear running through me and I knew, okay, I need to go and see someone because I wasn't going to live my life like that. I was just starting my adult journey and I've always been a very independent person. And I just knew this cannot be my future. Right. So then you started seeing someone. Yes. I uh, went to a therapist and it was really strange because I had a breakthrough on the first day and I wasn't expecting that. Back then it, it was like mostly talk therapy and whatever. And you know, he asked me to tell him what had happened and whatever. And I gave him a basic history and the events that happened. And he said something very significant to me. He said, Janine, I believe your traumatic childhood saved your life. Wow, that's quite a way to look at things. But it does make sense because you had learned survival instincts very young. Yes. And it took a moment for me to actually reflect on that because my first thought was like, are you insane? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, how could you say that to me? But knowing what I know now and the journey that I then started, it does make a lot of sense because had I not been forced to develop that resilience and had I not had that belief that I can only rely on myself, if I'd had this picture perfect childhood, then maybe, yes, I wouldn't have stood up for myself. I would have complied. And who knows how that would have ended. That could have ended really differently. You know, that is such a significant statement when you said, I knew that, you know, I always had to rely on myself. And, you know, how that just became such a core belief for you, that even in that moment, in the most unimaginable high stress situation, that you knew that you were your own strength. And we're we're able to have that, you know, without thinking that reaction that you had. And I think that a lot of times, you know, things happen to us in our childhood and and we don't understand why, but I would really like to just drive home that point that you just made that, you know, everything that happens in our life is preparing us and teaching us. And, you know, I would never wish anything you know, negative or ill on anyone. However, these things do happen. And now you have managed to work through that PTSD that you were diagnosed with correctly, correct? Yes. 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 And are helping others. Can you give us a little bit of the, of the how that you were able to work through PTSD? Well, I went to therapy for a while because obviously having had the childhood that I did, I had issues to talk about. So um, that got me really interested in 
trauma, PTSD, how it affects our lives. Because most people don't understand trauma. Mm -hmm. And having studied psychology and being a therapist myself now and working with so many women all over the world because I have a virtual practice, I've come to realize that people don't understand trauma. You know, most of the time people think, okay, it's a really bad car accident or maybe a miscarriage or an event like a mugging or a hijacking, a rape, something like that. But the mind doesn't see trauma like that or doesn't perceive trauma like that. The mind perceives trauma as anything that is so shocking, so scary, so debilitating or devastating that it just cannot deal with it. So often people downplay their trauma and they think, well, I was only bullied at school for 10 years, at least I wasn't raped. And I see this a lot in my uh, private support group that I have on Facebook for women. Often they will come in or they'll have a conversation with me and it will be, well, I was in a marriage that had domestic violence, but at least, and then they will insert X, Y, or Z. So even in our trauma, our painful life experiences, we are playing that game of comparison of having to validate our trauma, you know? Yeah. And I find that so interesting because that is something that society has taught us. You know, you have to, as the survivor of whatever painful life experience you've had, you have to basically explain it, validate it to see if it's good enough to receive help. That is so incredibly powerful. And I can relate so much to what you're saying. And I'm sure that the listeners can as well. Um, I know that I've done that in my life. And, and, you know, I've had friends tell me about traumatic things with a smile on their face. Mm. So with PTSD, I mean, I know that it's, you know, post-traumatic. But do you find like with most people that these symptoms are showing up right away or within a couple of weeks or, or, or what do you find? Okay, so when we give a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder, we are looking for a cluster of symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one symptom. There must be a cluster of them. And there has to be this event. That's where the post-traumatic comes in. So it's that life-altering event. And the symptoms usually show up within four weeks of that. Mm -hmm. Now, what people often don't realize is that PTSD has an ugly cousin called complex PTSD. And this is the nasty one. This is the one that you developed when you you have suffered continuously over an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So this is where we are looking at children that are being abused for several years. We're looking at wives or a partner that is in an abusive marriage. These are people that are kidnapped. You know, I'm sure you've heard of Stockholm Syndrome or prisoners of war. And in that relationship, there is an abuser and there is the survivor. I hate the word victim. I try not to use it because it implies so many negative things where people that have gone through these experiences are some of the strongest people on the planet. So Absolutely. I use the word victim. So you have that relationship, that uneven power where the abuser has the power over the survivor. Mm -hmm. And that is over a length of time. And what happens is with normal PTSD or whereas after one event, it doesn't change your personality. You are who you are and you experience a traumatic event. 
And then you have some symptoms like hypervigilance, nightmares, uh, flashbacks, anything like that. But with CPTSD, especially if it happens uh, early in childhood, it can change your perspective of yourself, you know, where you think. And I mean, if you think about it logically, it makes a lot of sense. Traditionally, we are taught that your parents are supposed to love you unconditionally. Doesn't matter what you do, they will be there, they will support you, that is their job. But when that doesn't happen, and especially when a child is being abused or mistreated by one of their primary caregivers, the child takes that personally and thinks, what is wrong with me? Why am I not good enough? Why am I so bad that my father gets drunk and has to hit me or that I'm being sexually abused or all of these you know, negative experiences? And the child then thinks that it's their fault. Yes, absolutely. And that changes their perspective of themselves and their personality. So that's why when I work with women, especially those who are in the education sector and they talk about problem children, I say there is no such thing as a bad child. You should be asking what has happened to that child. Those bad behaviors you are witnessing are symptoms of something else. Yes, yeah, you know, and I think that that's such a, a great tip for people, uh, whether you are an educator or an observer to a situation and just, you know, being vigilant in watching, you know, to protect the, the children as well. And yes. if you see this, these behavioral issues coming up, kind of just going a little bit deeper. I do want to repeat what you said about not uh, labeling yourself a victim. And I think that's such an important piece because it's basically like naming ourselves. And, you know, we name ourselves all sorts of different things. You know, we are uh, too tall, too short. We are too fat, too thin. We are, you know, a loser, not smart enough to, you know, all of these things that we name ourselves and that don't lift us up, that don't help us to get out of the situation that we're in. And you know, certainly people in this situation have every right in the world to call themselves a victim. However, that's not really helping them. What's helping them, like you said, is calling themselves a survivor. And so I would really encourage the listeners to, you know, work on shifting your mindset. If you have been calling yourself the victim to rename yourself, just take this opportunity that Janine has been teaching today and rename yourself a survivor. Yeah. I go one step further in, in my support group, Heal and Transform Your Life. I call the woman in there warrior woman. Mm -hmm. because they are all warriors to go through these painful life experiences, regardless of what that was. The first thing I teach them is don't judge your experience because some of us are have more sensitive personalities. Some of us take things, you know, a lot more personally. It, there are so many factors that play into that. And secondly, you know, when you're having a bad day, think of how far you've come. Because you have a 100% success rate so far of surviving bad days. And that's pretty that. awesome. Yes, yes. And such a great point. I really am glad that you shared that. And don't judge your experience. So can you tell me a little bit more about what that means? So this is what I was referring to when people start off by saying, well, this happened to me, but at least it wasn't. Right. So they are now sort of having or have this belief that they have to validate their experience to hear whoever they're speaking to. Mm -hmm. And I wish that people would stop that. You yes. experienced what you experienced and you earned that experience. You earned the right to feel whatever you are feeling. 
And it does make a lot of sense what you said about, you know, people have different levels of sensitivity and also empathic behavior. For example, when you were talking, I literally got not goosebumps, but just really a sensation through my whole entire body that I felt your words. I physically felt your words. And you know, I know that I'm a more sensitive person. And so it makes sense that whether it is a, a positive or a negative situation, that I am going to really feel that situation. And so I think what you're saying to people too is, you know, give yourself a break and yes. don't be judging your experience. Don't be judging yourself and recognize that your job is to feel your feelings. Yeah. The thing is, each of us, we need to respect our own and each other's journeys. Mm-hmm. You know, often people compare themselves and they see that, you know, that they are having a more severe reaction to somebody else who maybe had a similar experience. But your job is not to worry or it's not a competition about who had it the worst. Your only job is to respect your journey and to go through that process, what, however that looks for you. You know, for some people, they go and seek help immediately. A lot of times I am the first person they tell their story to because shame, guilt, rage, confusion, all of these things have made them not reach out. Mm-hmm. But I believe that you meet your healer, whoever that may be, when you are ready. Yes. I am so thankful for these tips that you've shared with people today. And I want to really encourage anyone who is, you know, really relating to this and knows that they have some trauma to work through to contact Janine. Her website is janineworth.com. And I am going to spell that for you. J-A-N-I-N-E-W-I-R-T-H.com. You can email Janine at info at janineworth.com. Again, J-A-N-I-N-E-W-I-R-T-H.com. And I want to just recap some of these things that you've shared and then have a final thought from you as well. And there's a, a quote that I do want to share with the listeners too. So one of the things you had said, again, to be shifting into that survival mindset, knowing that you don't need to be judging your experiences, you have a 100% success rate and to respect your journey and to reach out. There's people here like Janine who have experienced trauma as well as are qualified to help pull you through, help to guide you through, help to work with you at your pace to get through this experience and to create healing in your life so that you can live a more powerful, more fulfilling, happier life. And again, I really want to encourage you to reach out. Janine, can you share, uh, do you have a Facebook group that is open that people can join or do you just have the private one? Um, The group that I have is called Heal and Transform Your Life and it's for women only and it's a private group. So I make sure that that is a really safe, non-judgmental space for women who want to, obviously they need to be interested in self-development and who want to be in a space with women who know what they're going through or have gone through. It's a very uplifting space. I do a lot of free training in there. 
and basically helping women in all areas of their life, whether it's self-care boundaries, because the thing with unresolved trauma or emotional baggage is that it often shows up later in life disguised as other symptoms like binge eating, adrenal fatigue, uh, procrastination. You know, a lot of times I work with female entrepreneurs and they tell me, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I have that strategy and I want it. I really want success. But then in the last minute, I will somehow self-sabotage. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, it comes back to the mindset and the beliefs that you have. Right. You know, and those core beliefs that you have about yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, not being worthy enough or that you don't deserve it or what other people think of you. There's so many, but I help women to make that connection. Mm -hmm. because often they'll think, well, that happened 20 years ago. I'm over it. Your subconscious mind might not be over it because it doesn't matter what the physical experience is. And this is the part where people have to really listen carefully because they're going to be thinking, what? What did she just say? It does not matter what your physical experience was. You've already survived it. Broken bones heals, bruises, cuts, it all heals. The problem is... The emotion that your subconscious mind has attached to that event. And when you have not dealt with that and you get triggered in your everyday life, say for instance, if you had abusive parents that made you feel not good enough and you have a boss that makes you feel the same, chances are he's going to trigger you at some point. And your subconscious mind says, oh, I know this feeling. I can recognize this feeling. And it brings all of those past things up. And then you're not just dealing with your present situation with a boss that is treating you like that. But now all of these memories and experiences and feelings are coming up and you're wondering, where did that come from? I want to just say that that in itself is a form of trauma and not... I don't want the listeners to be judging themselves thinking again that their trauma wasn't enough to be contacting you because just that very example that you used, I've experienced. Um, Mm. And it is... Exactly what you said. It brings up everything. There is a woman who was in my life who was in a superior position to me and I just needed her approval so badly. And I recognized after a couple of years of tears that it was my mother's approval and she represented my mother to me that I was looking for. And uh, it would have been very helpful for me to meet you maybe a month into that process instead of two years (laughs) into the process of trying to figure it out myself. Oh, so let let me just encourage people again to contact you. And I would just love to help you to help as many women that you possibly can all around the world. And I love that you do your business online. And so uh, do you use uh, like Zoom or Skype or something like that? Excellent. Yeah. The reason why I decided to do that is I had people reaching out to me after I had started doing podcast interviews and that, you know, in Spain, Switzerland, uh, America. And I then decided, well, let's try and make this as easy as possible Mm -hmm. because if they believe that I'm the right person to help them, then I want to help them. And with time differences and doing it virtually, it has so many benefits because women are receiving help in the comfort of their own home. 
So that's a really comfortable environment for them, especially women that have, you know, survived assault going out at night or somewhere that can be a really scary experience for them. So they're in the safety and comfort of their own home. They don't have to take time off work. They don't have to get a babysitter. There are just so many advantages to that. Mm -hmm. And that changed my business because I thought, well, this is what I want to do. I don't want people to have to fly to Germany if they want to work with me. Right. And for anyone who's wondering if working virtually like this can still have the same connection as being in the same room, I want to tell you from my personal experience over the last several years, as well as my time on the call here today with Janine, you know, we're face to face. We're looking in each other's eyes. And one thing that I have noticed with my own coaching practice is that often people are a little bit more open because they have, like you said, the comfort of their own home. They have that little bit of a layer of protection, not being in the same room. And so I have found that it's quicker to move through to the results. So again, uh, it is JanineWorth.com, J-A-N-I-N-E-W-I-R-T h.com you can email janine at info at janineworth.com any final thoughts janine or a tip for our listeners one thing that i would say that i hope everyone takes to heart regardless if you have had a traumatic experience or not and i'm yet to meet someone who has not had some sort of traumatic experience whether it's bullying you know a teacher telling you you'll never amount to anything, whatever that is, is to know that your self-worth is not negotiable. That is one thing that you never have to negotiate in life. What a great affirmation. My self-worth is not negotiable. Yeah. Yes. And once you believe that, it changes everything. It changes your boundaries, your self-care, how you show up. Yes. And one thing that Janine had shared to me when we were off the air is it doesn't matter where you start out in life or what you experience, you can heal and write the next chapter of your story on your own terms. Yes. Yes. I really love that. That's so powerful. So I'm going to close things off today with a motivational quote. I always love to begin or end the show with a motivational quote. This one is actually from Louise Hay and it says, freedom is my divine right. And I think it resonates well with what we've talked about. We are put on this planet with total freedom of choice and we make these choices in our minds. No person, place or thing can think for us if we do not allow it. We are the only person who thinks in our mind. In our minds, we have total freedom. What we choose to think and believe can change our current circumstances beyond recognition. I am free to think wonderful things. I move beyond past limitations into freedom. I am now becoming all that I am created to be. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you so much for being with us today, Janine. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. You just uh, have such a beautiful warmth about you and so much knowledge. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed my time here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.